So hello everyone and um, welcome to the fourth episode of Global Social Entrepreneurship Review. So um, I'm here with you, George, um, from Cohort 2, um, fourth year student right now. And I'm Priyark and I'm also in the fourth year. Today, um, we're going to talk about the SDG goal number four, quality education. So um, a brief uh, explanation from the UN what um, it is. Um, they define it as to ensure inclusive and equitable quality education and promote lifelong learning opportunities for all, especially in Africa and South Asia, and for vulnerable populations such as disabilities and indigenous people and for refugee and poor children. Yeah, George, I think moving on for uh, before moving on further, I, I think we need to see uh, kind of the whole scope of this project, the goal itself, because it say, says uh, they, they want to ensure inclusive as well as equitable quality education. So first, I think we need to understand what inclusiveness is. And by this, I think uh, the UN is suggesting to kind of create an environment where people of all age, sex, race, ethnicity can uh, join colleges at any level, at any age, so that they get opportunities which they can further garner into creating different uh, employment opportunities for themselves as well. And a bit of talking about equity, uh, equitable uh, education, I think they're trying to to reflect on the stat where children from the richest 20% of the households achieved greater profits proficiency in reading at the end of primary and lower secondary education than the poorest 20% of the households, which means that the, the, the richest are doing well, while the people from poor background are struggling in terms of proficiency in uh, reading. Also create an environment where people from all age and different background can come together and get educated and, and develop skills. Yeah, I totally agree with you with that. I mean, um, they also have other um, reports that they have done so far, um, such as progress. It shows that um, in 2014, two out of three children worldwide um, actually um, attend primary school or pre-primary education prior to their official um, entry age, Mm -hmm. which is a lot um, better compared to um, developed countries, which only four out of 10 um, of the children of the proper age uh, gets to attend school of that. That's um, horrible. Yes. And it shows that um, in the enrollment rate um, for primary education is only at, or is at 91%, while the, at the lower secondary education is 84%, and for mm-hmm. upper secondary education it's only 63%. And you can see from this trend that as, um, as the age group gets higher and the education gets um, uh, higher as well, the uh, enrollment rate actually drops, which yeah. is a huge problem when he talks about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, in terms of uh, providing access to uh, education, I think we have done a pretty good job throughout this decade. Mm-hmm. But however, in terms of uh, making students remain at schools and pursue higher degree is kind of a challenge for us to tackle because as you just said, like as people grow, their dropping, drop, drop rate is actually increasing. So people are dropping out as they're, they're more inclined towards more higher degrees so yes, this is also a problem and I think in terms of uh, trained teachers and poor conditions in, in schools mm-hmm. the infrastructures because 
many of schools lack access to electricity and portable water so yes, this yes, is another absolutely. In, this is another uh, phase or scope of the whole goal itself because why you provide access to uh, education you also need to take care of the infrastructures and basic uh, health necessities as well as water mm -hmm. and foods and you can see because of all of these um problems um, faced with especially in these um, developing um, countries that education does not come easy for a lot yeah. of people mm -hmm. um, and I can see um, from the official development assistance or the ODA that in 2015 um, worldwide they actually provide 1 billion uh, US dollars to help support education especially in these um, underprivileged um, countries however in 2014 that amount is actually 1.2 billion and it, that shows a 0.2 billion drop from mm. year to year. Yeah. And that's also a huge problem that we need to face because um, before people are investing more in education. However, now as we go on, that money is going to other places and they're not mm -hmm. taking education as they should. Yeah, one of the targets of, of the sustainable development goal number four is by 2020, they want to substan substantially expand globally the number of scholarships available, available to developing countries in particularly least developed countries, countries, small islands, and developing states and African countries. As you said, sub-African sub countries and southern Asian countries are vulnerable and the lack of quality education is quite less in this part of the world. So one way to measure this is by the volume of official development assistance flow for scholarship by sectors and type of study, which is an indicator that people are following to, to actually track the development and scholarships that have been poured onto the developing countries. And similarly, there are other indicators that the UN other uh, stakeholders use in order to see the de development and progress in this goal as well. So uh, moving on to the targets, 4.1 4 states that by 2030, they want to ensure all, that, all the girls and boys complete free, equitable and quality primary and sec secondary education, which is leading to relevant and effective learning outcomes. And they want to measure this by uh, calculating the proportion of children and young young people in first grade two to three, second at the end of primary school, and thirdly at the end of lower secondary school, and uh, this is by this is calculating by at least the number of proficiency in reading, mathematics, and by sex. So uh, both both females and males uh, they have to be equitable and they have to get the same access to education is what they are aiming towards, and. Also, if, if we are really dig digging deeper, uh, 4.3 uh, target states that by 2030, uh, they want to ensure that equal access to women and men to affordable and equality technical, vocational and tertiary, tertiary uh, education is provided inclusive of university access. So they are more uh, going towards access for both males and females. And the indicators used for this is the participation rate of youth and adult in formal and non-formal education and training in previous 12 months. So uh, according to the enrollment of these people, they want to check if people are actually getting this uh, necessary technical, vocational and tertiary education. It's, um, that's a hard goal they're setting, but I think they can do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now we can see there's a lot of um, um, NGOs, uh, social entrepreneurs, um, um, governments that's trying to deal with this education problem. And yeah. I think, Pirak, you, um, you've done a research on one of them. Would you like to share with us? Yeah, I think, uh, so this extract is from a class. I think uh, we, were, we were in the same class for Ajahn yes. Nicola where he talked about this organization called Bandek, 
which mm-hmm. is uh, located in the northern northern part of Thailand. And I think I'm just uh, going through their website and uh, finding the target audience. They are working especially with the vulnerable vulnerable populations, people that are living in the slums, and uh, especially these people have been discarded by the whole uh, economic market because they are unskilled they are from lower background yes. so they, they do not get access to education and uh, according to Ajahn Nicola back uh, when we were in his lecture he mm-hmm. also, he also mentioned that uh, their particular group of focus is uh, the, these children who come with their parents to work in Thailand so migrant workers who are coming to Thailand in construction areas uh, with their children are actually mm-hmm. facing a lot of uh, risk adversity in terms of education health and security so one of their main target audience is this slum mm-hmm. slum people and those who work in construction areas because they do not have uh, access to electricity or education so they, they work with this vulnerable people and they collect donations and they run different programs around the slums to help these children get better services and education and uh, this uh, i think they, they have a wide uh, range of network where ki- kids home from Italy, from America, UK, and France are actually helping this Bandek Foundation mm-hmm. in Chiang Mai. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and they are very serious, serious in terms of collecting uh, data because they are working with this vulnerable children mm-hmm. and they go talk to them. And one really good part of this organization is where they state state that. Uh, they know they actually kind of know who these kids are they're interacting with them they are trying to solve their problems while while engaging in meaningful con- conversations and they're not just looking for uh, a, an outcome they're looking for a goal they're lo- looking for um, for an impact which can help these kids in the future even when they go back to their home country mm-hmm. so yeah this is a really interesting organizations organization that is working to uh, provide quality education for the under underserved community or people who have been um, discarded by the whole economic policies and everything. Yes. And it's really interesting and I would suggest you to go through this website. It's really user friendly and they have kind of showed their work and they're also building this app which is very interesting. Uh, it's called um, I think Digital Superheroes Ac- Academy. Uh, so they ran this workshops and uh, uh, programs with a based curriculum in different slums and now they're converting it into a digital platform where people can actually see how they can use technology in a better way as well as learn uh, soft skills life skills mm-hmm. and other critical thinking skills as a superhero themed themed div- uh, platform mm-hmm. so these kids can kids can use this platform in order to get basic in, uh, basic information and uh, l- learn more about critical thinking so i think you also have uh, a case study to yes. to share with us. Can you go through it? Yeah. So, um, thank you for your um, great example case study mm-hmm. from um, the Bandek Foundation. Like like you mentioned, they're really able to deal with a lot of the problems that um, the Thai government or mm-hmm. um, the official education sector is not able to tackle, such as these kids mm-hmm. that come from um, these um, come along with their parents to work in Thailand Mm -hmm. because of um, their legal identities they do not have the ability to go study with the Mm -hmm. Thai kids within Thailand and this foundation is able to provide them um, with the education that they need Mm -hmm. in order to if they go back they'll be able to not fall behind and still get the education that they deserve Mm -hmm. and even like I think uh, it uh, talking about the refugees and Mm -hmm. uh, people who just moved from other country I think for them uh, they have this uh, 
policy where they can enroll their kids in this uh, Thai academics or Thai schools yes. then the problem is more with documentations and yes. legal rights so this is kind of a problem for mm-hmm. parents as well as other adults to enroll in a school mm-hmm. so I think Bandek is kind of bridging the gap and helping them both through a digital platform as well as yes. um, real like interactive platform and so let's go get through, through your organization now yeah like you mentioned um, with mine uh, it's um, you mentioned about the digital um, aspect of it and that's what mine is mostly focused on my the organization that I research is called enable it's actually um, start off um, to provide children in rural parts of Kenya Africa mm-hmm. with a place to re- learn to read and write mm-hmm. um, and uh, the interesting thing is that the people the children actually show up to this um, kind of a small place or square to learn to read and write is actually the blind children's and because of this, um, the founder, Irene, she noticed that um, these blind children, they really lack a lot of the basic equipments to help them able to learn to oh. read, write, or any other kinds of um, schooling system yeah, to problem. catch up with the, um, the normal children. Yeah, yeah and, and because of these um, problems that they, these um, children struggle with, um, Enable, they actually decide that they want to create um, kind of a digital lab where they're able, um, able to allow these um, visually impaired students to come together and learn some skills mm-hmm. um, and actually learn about whatever their education system through the use of digital technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so what they do is they um, started building a lab, uh, a computer lab for the blind, they call it. And within this lab, they provide um, things such as the hardware, um, the computers, mm-hmm. um, the electricity, the software that they needed to learn, um, the basic infrastructures, you know, um, the visually impaired, they have um, different kinds of needs, and mm-hmm. they provide this kind of infrastructure as well. Um, they also um, included internet uh, connectivity, which mm-hmm. is really essential to um, yeah give them their knowledge as well as um, skills training if they want to um, continue on in the IT part when they um, graduate. And because of this, they're able to bridge the academic gap between the visually impaired um, student as um, to the normal students with the use of the computer literacy. And um, because of this program, they are able to take in about 1,800 students to enroll and they hired about um, 150 different teachers to help um, run mm-hmm. this program. And um, another interesting part I noticed from this um, this organization is that they actually do a peer-to-peer training camp. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really unique because um, the students that are um, coming here to learn, um, they are able to impart their knowledge, uh, what they learn to other um, visually impaired oh. students in other schools. So yeah. they just all come together, have like a four or five day camp and they're able to teach them what they learn. Um, so it's more to, interactive. Yes, yeah. really interactive and it's really get to know each other. Yeah. So that's a great way of them to passing out the knowledge. Yeah, it's getting opportunities for those mm-hmm. who, who lack access and I think it's double-sided where you get, uh, it's a win-win situation for both parties, I guess. Yeah, George, as you, as you said, like uh, this, these companies are actually using uh, the means of internet and the platforms to actually digital, digi- digitalize their contents and reach out to more people mm-hmm. in the disadvantaged communities, right? And I think, yeah, a lot of uh, even de- developing countries lack access to computers and other hardwares and so- uh, softwares, softwares in the institution itself. And even when we are talking about Africa itself, like even half, like maybe 30% of the schools 
um, are are equipped with uh, internet services and computers. The rest, sixty percent, they do not have yeah. access. So it's um, it's this time where we include uh, different uh, inclusive and equitable frameworks to yeah. reach out to most vulnerable and actually get all the people on board. And since education is a like vital is one of the most hum- uh, most important human rights. It's yeah. very important to yeah. um, empower the yeah. people within these um, countries, especially in the developing countries. Mm-hmm. Um, and education is really um, one of the best way to push them forward into creating a better future for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. similarly, like last uh, last month, we did this four-hour CBLI. Mm-hmm. We wanted to work on this topic of women empowerment. And we came across a number of institutions, uh, services like Teach for Nepal mm-hmm. and other organizations that are actually doing wonderful jobs in rural parts of Nepal yes. by um, actually employing students, giving them uh, opportunities, uh, small incentives to go to these rural parts and take classes, educate kids in uh, reading prof- and increase their reading proficiency mm-hmm. and other life skills. So this is actually a win-win situation for both students that are um, deprived of education and those who are still in, inside the whole educational educational background educational institution getting them opportunities to learn as well as teach it's a great initiative that you started over there in nepal mm-hmm. and i think um in general a lot of these um social entrepreneurs um these um ngos um organizations are really working hard to um, push up um, this SDG goal number mm-hmm. four into yeah. providing this education, quality education for everyone throughout this um, the world. Yeah, like re- previously we have done done podcasts on different, like the mm-hmm. first three SDG goals, which I think correlates mainly with this one because if mm-hmm. you if you are able to um, educate your whole citizens, citizens and people in your country, then I think it will ev- eventually uh, help people get out of po- poverty, give them life mm-hmm. skills and uh, soft skills so that they can like work yes. they can get some income and um, this is going to improve their health health, health styles like lifestyles yeah, and uh, yeah basically result in the well-being of lifestyle so this is really crucial and I think for this uh, week this is what we have for you yeah. I think you guys um, found it interesting with all the stats and uh, all our SDG indicators and targets finally uh, episode 5 will be about SDG 5 gender yes. equality where we will discuss the work that has been done in various areas like today oh uh, a great topic yeah so like um so the time is just about up um this is all we have for this show um we hope you found this discussion um worthwhile and informative um episode five will be about the sdg sdg goal number five gender um equality. gender equality as mentioned by my partner pirak um we'll be discussing the work that has been done in various fields to achieve the goal and please stay tuned for our next episode uh, also please don't forget to subscribe and share our podcast if you want more information about us please visit our <laughs> website www.ideas.org thank you for joining us see you next time